I love the term relational circuits or RCs. When our RCs are off, we just don't want to be connected to other people the same way that we typically might. Our relational circuits are down. We're not aware of ourselves as a relational being. And I know when I first started learning about this, I understood the concept more like in a left brain kind of way, but then when I started to think about each moment, moment by moment, are my relational circuits on, are they off, what's going on with me at any given moment, I started to notice that there were very familiar types of experience I was having where I thought it was a normal human experience, um, normal experience for me as my own personal person, but I started to recognize that my relational circuits were actually off, so I technically wasn't acting or feeling like my true identity, and I began to act in ways that I didn't feel proud of or think in ways that I don't want to think about others and that really hindered my ability to stay connected to myself, others, God, etc. and would create a lot of problems in my life. So recognizing that RCs are off, that my relational circuits are off, is actually a very profound experience for me in my life. And even to this day, even though I've been practicing this for quite some time, even to this day, I will sometimes find that my RCs are off and they'll be off for a while until I actually recognize. It could even be the next day when I go, oh my goodness, no wonder that interaction went like that. It's because my relational circuits were off. So RCs are just a really great um, concept to understand for us as therapists because if we understand how they work for us and how we can apply them in our own lives, the concepts of RCs in our own lives, then we can really help ourselves and help our clients. It's a simple way to kind of move things forward for ourselves personally and for the clients that we serve. So my name is Monica Maurer. I am a licensed therapist and I'm also the director of the Center for Transformation Institute. And at the CFT Institute, we're partnering with therapists in personal and professional growth. We're using the LIFE model to do that. The LIFE model is a neurotheology uh, conceptualization, like a lifespan model that has a lot of different information involved in it. And we are working around the clock here at CFT Institute to prepare curriculum for therapists to be able to access this model in a way that can be really helpful to take us as therapists to the next level in our own growth and really be able to to take our clients there as well. I know it's worked so well for me, even having been in practice almost 20 years now. It wasn't until I found this model that I really felt like I could sink my teeth into something that really was going to take... take myself and my clients where I had hope that we could always go. So I'm going to speak in this episode about relational circuits, kind of what they are, how to notice when yours are off versus on, and then also how to notice when others' relational circuits are off and then on and how to teach others how to keep them on. 
So the concept goes uh, that it's in our best interest to keep our relational circuits on all the time. So there's a difference between a relational circuit and attachment light in terms of how the life model explains it. An attachment light is going to go off. Like we're not going to always want to attach to other people or have the time or the capacity. We may be asleep. <laughs> we may be working on a project. We may be doing something else and we're not ready to attach. It's not the time. There's there's a time to connect and there's a time to, not, to, to disconnect. And, and so it doesn't mean that your relational circuits are off when your attachment light is off. Relational circuits are different altogether. In fact, when our relational circuits are off, we go into something that as life in life model we call the enemy mode. We go into a place of needing to win and and kind of uh, going into a place of judgment and disconnect in a harsh or critical way from others, even from ourselves. So the term relational circuits is from Carl Lehman, who is uh, a, a life model, a life model, um, uh, he, his, his ministry, his, his work is really adapted with the life model and the life model really advocates for his work and, and they partner together in so many ways. And so he has a couple of great books and his research and his articulation about relational circuits is, is throughout the curriculum. Basically, it's when the cingulate cortex of the brain is not firing and then the brain is working from the amygdala or the pain that's in the attachment center, the thalamus, and that is informing the way that that person, that brain is thinking and feeling rather than being able to get up here to the cingulate cortex and kind of understand who God and others are to you and to, to, to that person. And then that informs then the identity center in the prefrontal cortex that helps us understand what it means to act like ourselves. So when the relational circuits are off, it means we're living from that back of the brain rather than the front of the brain. And they, uh, Carl Lehman has, has um, articulated six different things that could be happening. One or all of them could be happening at the same time when the relational circuits are off. So the list goes like this. It's, I want to make a, a person problem or feeling go away. My mind is locked onto something upsetting. I don't want to be connected to somebody that I usually want to be connected to. I just want to get away, fight, or freeze. And I more aggressively interrogate, judge, and fix others. So that's actually five, not six. I'm sorry. I apologize. <laughs> so if one or all or a combination of those things are going on at any given point in time, then your relational circuits are off. Sometimes I think they're more like twinkling <laughs> or going in and out, <laughs> you know, at times when it's like, I kind of don't like you right now, or kind of want to get away, kind of feel frozen, and I don't really want to connect anymore, or I'm judging. Um, we can tell that our relational circuits are going off when 
one or all of these things is coming into our mind. But it's odd, like I was saying at the beginning of this episode, that it feels very familiar because probably since the beginning of our lives, as humans, we've had this experience. So it's more of a familiar experience, although it's not a healthy experience because it disconnects us from others. And it's probably a safeguard, right, in in terms of I have to cope, I have to run, I have to get away. But as we, as therapists, want to grow in maturity and stay connected in increasingly difficult situations, we need to be able to keep our relational circuits on so that we can see others the way that God designed them, the way that God created them, so that we don't uh, back away from them in their greatest point of need. So the way that we can tell if our relational circuits are off is that you know it's a good idea to kind of carry around um, maybe a card or a piece of paper with those five points on it or um, just commit them to memory and allow yourself to think at any given point in time are my relational circuits on are they off if I don't feel like connecting to someone is it because one of these five things is happening in my mind or is it because I'm tired or I just you know, need to have some space or some time away, but I'm not necessarily thinking these negative things about um, the other person or about the interaction, about myself or about God. So we talk about uh, relational circuits kind of being like a light switch. It can go on and off very quickly. Or another way to think about it is like an ATM machine in terms of you've got relational money in the bank but if the ATM machine is broken, you can't access that money that is yours. And so if your relational circuits are off, you're living from the back of your brain, you're not thinking clearly about who the other person is to you or who you want to be to them and vice versa. I think a lot of times this can happen in our homes with our families as well, whether it's with our spouse or our children because we're overwhelmed and maybe we've maxed out capacity or something has transpired in the interaction that's really hurtful. And so it it, it exceeds our capacity to stay connected in the conflict and our relational circuits go off. We end up acting in a way that's not pretty or not healthy and then vice versa. And it goes back and forth so fast with our family member or a friend or whoever we're having this interaction with. And it can be very damaging to that relationship, all because our relational circuits are off. And then we come back later, and we may want to repair it or make up for it and say, I didn't really mean that. A lot of times we're saying things we don't really mean when our relational circuits are off. So that's important to note. Like I said before, Dr. Wilder would say, it is in our best interest to keep our relational circuits on all the time, to never have them go off. And so I think that's our goal as therapists, to be mature. And the only way to be mature is to put ourselves in situations where our maturity is challenged, be around people that we might otherwise think are annoying or difficult, so that we can check ourselves. We can, we can, work toward keeping our relational circuits on, seeing people through the lens of how being valuable 
even in the midst of the, the complications they have going on. And a lot of times that's, that's hard to do because, because you know, we, we as humans are not tender to others' weaknesses. We more um, judge people based on their weaknesses. We judge ourselves based on our weaknesses. But when we view people through the lens that God has them or sees them through, we're not as harsh and critical because we realize God is patient with us. We're lovely to him in our weakness. We're not annoying to God. And so when we think, how, what, what right do I have to be annoyed with someone else when God's not annoyed with me in my weakness? And I'm not God. I'm not that mature that I can judge someone else based on their weakness when God the most mature of all is loving and tender to me in my weakness and it helps us as well to be tender to our own weakness we don't judge ourselves as harshly and so it's it, it that that's that's a way to kind of challenge ourselves in life model we call it the transformation zone it's when someone who has a lot of weaknesses maybe traumas that don't allow them to to act mature a lot of times or maybe they're just young when the weak people who deal with lots of weaknesses and people who perceive themselves as strong live together in community then you really the the, the people who consider themselves strong really get challenged are you really that strong are you able to keep your relational circuits on all the time even when someone's weaknesses are kind of coming in in your path and um, presenting themselves. I always think about how people say, oh, that person's extra grace required, or that person is, you know, so difficult, so annoying. And I've tried to just eliminate that completely out of my vocabulary in the last many years. Because as I've been learning about life model, I'm recognizing that when I say those things, it's really a reflection of my inability to keep my relational circuits on, which shows me my weakness. And if I'm tender to my own weakness, I'll be patient with myself in that process, but also recognize that there's growth to be done so that I can truly be more like God more um, growing in my own sanctification process to love others well, as he does. So in regard to kind of knowing if your relational circuits are on and how, you know, what to do um, if, if they aren't, we want to go into the space of understanding what uh, VRC is. So uh, it's actually VCR, Validate Comfort Repattern. And so this is a life model concept as well. If we want to get our relational circuits on, we have to feel validated. If we don't feel validated, we won't be able to get them back on. And so because validation is just, I see you. I understand what it's like for you to be going through what you're going through. And that is what the cingulate cortex needs to get back on. And so that then brings a sense of comfort. So VCR, validate, comfort, repattern. The C is comfort, which means I feel like I can understand, you know, so I'm understood accurately and tenderly, and I can rest now in comfort and connection. 
uh, with another. And we can do that with God. We can feel that comfort when God says, I understand why this is hard for you. I know this is difficult. We sit in that. We receive God's comfort. We receive our connection with him. We see ourselves through the lens of that identity. And then the repattern is just doing that over and over again until I'm able to return to joy from difficult and upsetting things. Things that used to really upset me and get me off on the trail of disconnect in my emotions. I am now able to return to joy because I'm doing this process of validate comfort repattern. So that's how to get the RCs back on. It's a pretty simplified concept, but you can find more in the Joyful Journey book. I love Joyful Journey chapter four. I think it's the best chapter ever in any book. It's so good. Um, it's very simplified understanding of how to, kind of, what relational circuits are, how to get them back on, and how to kind of stay in that space with God. So I call that book a cingulate cortex workout in terms of the Emmanuel journaling techniques. And, and, and so then we come to the place in this episode where we can talk about what it looks like when other people's relational circuits are off. When other people's relational circuits are off, what's happening is we're either going to see that overtly or, or covertly. And the covert obviously is a lot more difficult to discern. Overt would look more like um, somebody is blatantly in enemy mode um, we call it in life model either simple enemy mode or stupid enemy mode where it's simple is you kind of know what you're going to get this person is, is is just angry and then you've got the stupid enemy mode where <laughs> the person thinks everything everyone, and everyone around them is stupid <laughs> and treating them as such and and then we've got more the predatory the, the complex predator type of enemy mode that's more covert and when you've got somebody that's a little more covert in their enemy mode, you can't always tell because they're acting like a friend. But underneath it all, internally, they're actually your enemy and out to get you. And that's kind of the scariest one. That's the one that's more narcissistic or even psychopathic or sociopathic in nature. So it's one we want to really watch out for and discern, you know, can you tell if somebody is a good guy or a bad guy, so to speak, or if they are just manipulating you to get what they want versus caring about you and caring for you from a true heart of concern. It's kind of like the neighbor next door who's harming kids when nobody's looking or something and then acting nice to everybody's face. That is more the complex predator. And so we really want to watch out for those things. But what we know is that in any type of enemy mode, somebody's relational circuits are off. And so if we're working with clients and they're coming to us and we're noticing these different patterns in their behavior, whether they have the more overt anger issues, the more overt simple or stupid enemy mode type of behaviors, we can teach them about RCs and what it looks like to have your RCs off. We have little cards in our office where we give the client like a little business card um, sized uh, handout and then they can take that, put it in their wallet, post it on their mirror so that they can remember this is what it looks like to have your RCs off or on. And 
we begin to even in session talk a lot about RCs and were your RCs off, were they on, could you tell, and just bringing more awareness so that people really can be aware in order to get back to joy as quickly as possible. And we know that fatigue, hunger, attachment pain, and trauma, unprocessed trauma, is really going to cause more problems for people in terms of returning to joy when their relational circuits are off. So that, that becomes a complication as well. But that's where in therapy, you know, we can talk to people about self-care in terms of fatigue and hunger, and then maybe what we need to do in terms of trauma work and attachment healing work, even with EMDR or the manual healing process or brain spotting or whatever else you might want to use to help the client get back to joy more quickly and get, get unstuck from uh, the enemy mode or having the relational circuits off. So I think that it is our mission as therapists to help our clients keep their RCs on, to be motivated to do so, to see that it's, it's a priority. I think that a lot of humans live with their RCs off. They don't even have them on ever, so we don't even really know who that person is, who they're designed to be, who God's created them to be. And I think that's something that we really can think through as therapists is how can I call out this person's true identity and help them to see what it feels like and looks like to have their relational circuits on so they can live out their best life. So thanks so much for listening in and I look forward to talking again very soon.